Radio Influence, podcasting redefined. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to In the Trenches. Once again, we are celebrating a victory Monday. Buccaneers take care of their business, and they they beat up the Philadelphia Eagles pretty good. Philadelphia Eagles, if you're an Eagle fan, I think you should be happy with your season. That's real, because you had a great year. You know, to think that a second-year quarterback with a first-year coach is going to go on the road and beat Tom Brady in his house is a little bit lofty, don't you think? So if you're an Eagle fan, you should not feel bad about yourself losing that game. You lost to a better team and a team that's more ready to win, okay? Period. And a team that's more players ready to win. Now, what happens with the Philadelphia Eagles going forward? I don't know. A lot of people want to move away from Jalen Hurts. Listen, you found this. You you found a scenario and a, an equation that's at least get you to the playoffs. Watch what you ask for now. You may think you may not think that Jalen Hurts is going to get you to the to the Super Bowl, and he may not. But the next guy who may get you to the Super Bowl may not get you to the playoffs. That's a tough situation. And when you see teams like Philadelphia and the Miami Dolphins and Heck, even the New England Patriots that went only so far with a young quarterback. Boy, don't pull the plug on a young quarterback, man. Young quarterbacks get better. Do they have ceilings? Yes. Do I think Tula, Tua and Hurts have ceilings? Yes, I do. Mac Jones, they all have ceilings. But you can win around those guys. But you have to you have to have less around Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers than you do around those aforementioned players. I think we all understand that. But there's only a couple Tom Brady's. Actually, there's one Tom Brady and one Aaron Rodgers. That's it. So if you're looking for that guy, good luck. Now, before we get to the, the game yesterday, I'm going to answer a couple of emails that I get. If anybody ever wants to email me, it's ianbeckles at radioinfluence.com. I'm just going to preface this real quick one. Uh, Mark Frischer was talking about listening to me talk about AB, and like a lot of people just think AB is an a-hole. And I say, listen, a-holes have been existing in the NFL for year after year after year, but they're not getting kicked off of numerous teams on the same year, okay? So when you think of that, okay, he's an a-hole. I'm not arguing that AB is an a-hole. I think he's worse than an a-hole, honest with you but it's got to be more than that people i play with a-holes a lot of them that all showed up on time you could be an a-hole and still listen to your coach (laughs) seriously a lot of them i play with lots of a-holes that just listen and shut the hell up and made millions of dollars if you can't shut up and make millions of dollars that's more than being an asshole it just is and we had another person here pizza lover who hits me up quite often is it too early to say uh, Joe Tryon is Barrett Root? He's soft. He's so damn soft. I'm so afraid for these playoffs. I hope he, uh, we get healthy. <clears throat> well, pizza lover, we did get healthy, healthier. We are much better with Shaq Barrett and uh, JPP in there. Uh, am I going to say that Joe Tryon is, Sha- uh, is Barrett Root? No, no, no. Barrett Root was in the middle of his career and was soft. That's a way different. Barrett Root wasn't an aggressive player. Joe Tryon is young. You know who else was, wasn't aggressive when they were rookies? Warren Sapp, John Lynch, Rondé Barber. I saw all those guys come in as rookies. They weren't what? Derek Brooks. Brooks was a little ahead of everybody else. You don't come in the league a dog, man. It doesn't work that way. So Tryon, is he where he needs to be? Ooh, no, 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 no. 
he he's not because he needs to get a whole off season of getting his narrow ass in the weight room, getting somebody in his ear because he's just not quite mean enough. But am I ready to talk about him being a bust? No way. It's way too early. People are probably saying that about Sap and about a lot of different people. Nobody's good your rookie year. Nobody. Almost nobody. Tristan Wurst, who we'll talk about a little later, was an anomaly. Nobody, nobody dominates their rookie year. I started 16 games my rookie year. If I watched that film, I'm sure it would make me sick. But I, I did it, and I got better, and as long as you improve. But Joe Tryon, he's out there. He's making some plays here and there, not a lot. He's not making many plays through people, and that's what scares me right now. But he's going to... He got to drop your nuts. You got, he's not. He's not a man. He's not a man yet. When he turns into a man, then we'll see what kind of football player he was. Barrett Rue was a man, a full grown man, and he just wasn't a great. He just wasn't a very aggressive football player. So the Buccaneers outmanned the Eagles yesterday. They were up thirty one nothing at one time. Ended up winning thirty one fifteen. I watched the interview of Bruce Arians after the game. He was a little bit pissed at the way they ended the game. You know, as a coach. You know, when you're beating a team 31 nothing, you don't want to give up 15 points of unanswered points because that's that's your momentum going into the next game. So Bruce Aarons brought up, he says, you know, that was kind of, I didn't like the, the way we gave up 15 unanswered points at the end of the game, but I liked the way we, we started the game. I liked the way we got after them. And for the most part, the better team won yesterday. That was the Buccaneers. And like I said, the Eagles should be happy about their season. They had a good season. Um, a couple things happened in that game I didn't care for, okay? A lot of things were fantastic. A couple things I didn't care for. Carlton Davis, okay? You made a couple of fantastic plays. You didn't end the game, right? Do me a favor. Give me your helmet on. I mean, it, it, that's, it seems easy. I played nine years while he, after he made that play, and I'm sitting here listening, watching a game with probably three or four other former NFL players, and he's reaching for his helmet, I go, don't take your helmet off. And the second he took his helmet off, I go, you got to be kidding me. You didn't win the game. It was in the third quarter with a lot of time left, and you cost your team 15 yards. You could lose the game that way, Carlton. I'm being serious about that. It's dumb shit that makes you lose games sometimes. Seriously. And if you look at that game, couple dumb things happened that game. Listen, we've watched, you know, Mahomes and Josh Allen do some, you know, wayward things and throw against their body and get away with it. But let's let's get this straight, people. Most quarterbacks shouldn't throw against the grain against their body. Okay? Mahomes did it. He got in trouble quite a few times this year doing it. The second Hurts wound up for that ball, but I was about to 20, I said, don't throw that. And the second he threw it, you know, you're, you're, you're rolling to your left and you see a guy open. Your periphery is limited. You can, he could not have seen Edwards. No way. And Edwards wasn't that damn far away. The second he, the second he cocked his arm, I go, don't throw that. And the second he left his hand, it was an interception. And I thought it was a great, uh, a great interception by Edwards. And, uh, I thought for, for the most part, our defensive backs played pretty darn well. Uh, I want to see more pass rush for us personally. I don't think I don't think we grossly won the, the the battle in the trenches against the Eagles. I don't think we did. They had, I believe, they had four sacks against Brady. It might have been five, um, all on third down. Now let's go back to Tristan Wurst, who, you know, for me, is my favorite Buccaneer player at this moment. Tristan Wurst go down right away when you see, as somebody who didn't go down very often. When you see a guy down for the first time, you know he's hurt. You know, I knew he was injured right away. Somebody goes, he's okay. I go, nope, he's not. 
because I look back at my career. I've never been on the ground and then come back and played. And in the NFL, I did it once in college, and I shouldn't have done it. Tristan Wirth came back and attempted to play. I applaud him for that. Shouldn't have went back in. But the, the coach has got to allow him to try to play his way through it. You have to be leery and worried. You mess around and have to play the Rams. Uh, you know, Aaron Donald is not a bad player. Last time I checked. And what's going to happen is the Rams will sniff out um, the sacrificial lamb, which would be Mr. Wells at the right tackle. And you will see lots of Mr. <laughs> Mr. R. Guarantee you see nine nine. A lot of him, okay? I guarantee you see a lot of Aaron Donald's Wells, okay? Listen, Aaron Donald against Marpet. The lean goes to Aaron Donald. I don't, uh, you know, Donald against uh, Kappa. Lean goes heavy to Donald. Donald against Wells? Send some help. Send some help. Don't leave him out there now. Wells is not ready for that heat and that smoke. He wasn't ready for the smoke happening in Philadelphia. And he ain't going to be ready for that smoke. For, you know, the Rams bring it, okay? It could be J.J. Watt out there. You never know. It could be playing the Rams, too. Now, you know, I was talking to Jason from Radio Influence and, you know, at least Buccaneer coaching staff. They had to be preparing for for three different teams as of yesterday. Think about it. You have, The second you win, you start preparing for the next team. And you have no idea who you're going to be playing. They started preparing for the, the Cowboys, and when they lost, they kicked them off the curb. Then they had to start preparing for the Rams and the Cards. So that is not easy to do, people. And then think about this. If you're the Rams or the Cards and are playing Monday night, you can't start preparing until tomorrow. The Buccaneers got a, a little head start on them. Plus, physically, mentally, those guys are out there. You know, the Bucks played yesterday at one. These guys are playing Monday night. God, that's a big discrepancy. That's a lot of rest. That's a big, big difference. Now, going back to that game yesterday, I want to applaud a couple players uh, for playing well. Grant Stewart is a guy who I've contacted him on Instagram. He was Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the draft. He's done a great job this year on special teams, especially here as of late. I think he's been going down, and he's, he's kind of become our uh, special teams captain. I wouldn't be surprised next year if they slip a, a C on his chest. I think he's been playing pretty darn well towards the end of this year. I, I want to give uh, some love to Byron Leftwich too, who... You know, Byron, there's been times in the past where I've kind of questioned his play calling and didn't really understand what he was trying to get accomplished. And uh, Byron Leftwich now, I see him scheming guys open, okay? I didn't really see that a lot in the last few years. But Byron Leftwich is definitely doing a much better job of play calling and um, getting the ball to the right guys. Listen, if you lose AB, if you lose Godwin, if you lose Fournette, if you lose Rojo, those are those are all the big names at the beginning of the year. Those are all the big names at the beginning of the year, minus Gronk and, uh, and Mike Evans. So Byron Leftwich kind of had to flip his script a little bit and change his play calling, but I think he's done a fabulous job of figuring out what different people can do. He's utilizing, you know, Keyshawn Vaughn. He's utilizing Giovanni Bernard. Um, and our running backs, to me, are just numbers, and our, it comes down to our offensive line for me. I would like to see Leonard Fournette back because when Leonard Fournette is back, we have that different uh, weapon out of the backfield catching the ball. As far as running the ball, I'm okay with Vaughn, and I'm okay with Giovanni Bernard. I don't know if we have any uber special runners. It always comes down to our offensive line. And listen, 
when you come down to the playoffs, it comes down to line play. But now that the Buccaneers are minus a little bit of firepower on the outside, uh, look for them to run the ball maybe a little bit more. Look for them to look a little bit. You saw a little bit more screens, a little quick, quick pops, and uh, you know those. That's how you're going to live and die. If you don't just hand off the ball thirty times, you have to figure out a way to get in people's hands quickly, because you know when it gets a little colder, when it ain't cold yet. When it gets cold, you got to figure out ways to not put that ball 40 times in the air 40 times a game because that normally doesn't equate to anything good. But our Buccaneers get it done. Tom Brady, 35-11 and 11 in the playoffs. 35-11, and 11, that's 75%. Yeah. I'm, let me count. When it, oh, yeah, I didn't play in the playoff game. Yeah, very nice. I got a chance on the Beckles and Retro last week to talk to Andre Reid. And I showed him love, and I said, listen, I played no playoff games. And he goes, man, I'm getting old, and I realized how special that was as opposed to, you know, feeling that that was a loss. You went to four straight Super Bowls. That's amazing. The fact that Tom Brady's played in 46 playoff games, it hurts my feelings. But anyways, uh, I am happy that he's uh, running our Buccaneer team. And uh, anybody, anytime Brady's at the helm, you got a chance. That's been proven 75% of the time. There you go. Anybody wants to hit me up, it's uh, Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com. Please make sure you listen to my other podcasts as well. And Beckles and Retro, 3 to 7, Monday through Friday, 95.3 FM and also 6.20 AM. Hopefully we have a victory Monday again next week and we're getting a little bit closer. We're getting closer, but uh, first things first. Everybody have a wonderful week and please be safe. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. On this week's episode of Crush Performance, we're wrapping up our series on the Crush Brain Game. The human brain is a universe of its very own, and we're just beginning to understand how vast and complex it really is. It's a virtual learning machine, and over the last 10 years, there have been incredible advancements in our understanding of how it all works, but more importantly, in technology that's now allowing us to map, monitor, and train the brain real time. So join us this week as we wrap up our look into the brain and its true role in human performance. And I'll share some great deals for you from our sponsors, Inside Tracker and Athletic Greens. Crush Performance with Jeff Cruschel can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.